I confess, my friend and I are so close. Her daughter's friends think we're lesbians. Maybe we should try? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I confess that I've squirted exactly three times in my 40 years. Each time was on a second date with three different women. Me plus second dates equals serious squirting, apparently. And I'm here for it, they say. That is fascinating. <laughs> I am really enthralled by that. Okay. I confess, I am a woman, and the best orgasm I've had was while I was masturbating in the tub with the water faucet. Thank you, Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> a little heart again. Water so, This is like, uh, could be a review on Home Depot. <laughs> Sex. Almost everybody does it, and almost nobody talks about it, except at Bedpost Confessions, a storytelling show based in Austin, Texas. Whether the stories are funny, informative, political, or completely personal, the anonymous confessions from the audience are the stars of every show. Welcome to the Bedpost Confessions podcast. I'm Bedpost producer Sadie Smythe. This week's performance is by Nell Seiler. Post-divorce Nell needed to find her way back to the passionate person that she was before her marriage. Enter the handyman. Nell Seiler lives on a hobby farm near Austin with her teenage son, dogs, cats, horses, donkey, chickens, and ducks. She is currently looking for an agent or publisher for her post-divorce memoir. One note before we hear Nell's story. All Bedpost Storytelling productions are made accessible to deaf audience members by the fantastic interpreters from Soul Illumination. Though the interpreters are there to serve the deaf, they enthrall the entire crowd with their beautiful expressions of American Sign Language. If you hear a roar of laughter and don't understand why, the interpreter may have stolen the show for a minute. Here is Nell with The Handyman. I wasn't going to ask this question, so don't answer this question, but just listen to the question. Okay, you know when you haven't had sex in a really long time and you consider yourself a virgin again? (laughs) After my 11-year marriage ended, I was a virgin and a single mom. In the last couple years of our marriage... I suspected my husband was seeing someone else because we never had sex. Truth be told, we were sexually mismatched anyway. I'm creative and energetic, and he's not. (laughs) But fortunately, the story is not about him. After the divorce, I bought a house that needed some work. And between working full-time and being a mom, I just didn't have enough time to get anything done. So my friend suggested that I hire her younger brother, Aaron, to do some odd jobs and heavy lifting. She told me that sometimes he worked for her company making incense. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah? She didn't pay him much, but he always smelled great. I quickly wrote him off as a romantic possibility. He didn't seem like my type. Fifteen years younger, a terrible speller, 
and way too quirky. He wore these like homemade lace-up gladiator sandals. <laughs> he he lived in the piney woods of Bastrop in a yurt. <laughs> You know, but when I met him and we shook hands, he turned my hand over and he traced the calluses on my palms with his finger and a surge of energy pulsed through me. My nipples hardened. (laughs) I was like, whew, it's been too long. We worked side by side on home projects, and I found myself studying his long hair and how the sunlight made the strands look golden. And I watched his full lips, partially hidden by his mustache and super long beard that he could braid, (sighs) as he ate the cookies I made for my son. My body tingled when his piercing blue eyes studied me as I explained the jobs I wanted him to do. On the farm. You know, too bad he's too young. Man, I might like to have him. One night, I texted I had some more work for him. (laughs) He told me... Legit work, really. Um... (laughs) He told me he had just made a rope mattress. Interesting, I thought. How very pioneer-like. He went on to say that it was comfortable and wondered how it would perform. Then he asked me if I'd like to help him find out. Wow. Me? <laughs> I began to think this was a prank. And maybe it, maybe it wasn't him texting me. So I tested him. Tell me something only you know about me. You like white chocolate tequila lime truffles. <gasps> it was him. <laughs> We'd stopped at a sweet shop about a week before. And that's exactly what I got. I was going to get laid. (laughs) You know, it had been a while, and I thought how wonderful it would be to have a first kiss with a new partner. But what if he wasn't a good kisser? What if he was a sloppy, wet kisser? What if he didn't like the way I looked naked? Maybe I could keep some clothes on. Well, there wasn't air conditioning in the yurt. Did I wear enough deodorant? What if I got too sweaty? Man, self-doubts were coming fast and furious as I drove the tree-lined country roads towards carnal pleasure. <laughs> breathe, girl. Breathe. You can do this. He invited you. He asked you. He wants you. I turned in the drive he'd marked with some ribbons. The gravel crunched under my tires. Where was he? Suddenly, there he was, walking up the hill barefoot on the rocky drive. 
wearing khaki shorts and a white short sleeve shirt unbuttoned all the way. A towel was slung over his shoulder. Hey, I just took a shower down the hill. One question answered, no shower in the yurt. I followed him down the wooded path, blanketed with pine needles. I don't know what I was expecting, but the yurt was a lot larger than I imagined, with like a real door and windows. I walked through the door he held open for me, taking in the layout, and his bed was right in front of me, rope, mattress, and all. He had a comforter hastily thrown over it and a couple pillows at one end and a fan spun overhead. So, he had electricity, but no running water. I asked the bathroom question. I'd go outside and go down the hill for, you know. I hoped I would not have to, you know. (laughs) Or, Or even pee. This was going to be like camping. He stood close, and he seemed to be waiting for me to make the first move. Ah, I know this sounds strange, but I just want to get this out there from the start. He raised his eyebrows, urging me to go on. Well, if at any time one of us is not comfortable with this, or we just don't like how the other one kisses... It's a thing. (laughs) We just stop, laugh about it, and go on like before, okay? Deal, he said, and he reached out to pull me closer. His hand touched my cheek and then landed behind my head, pulling me in for a kiss. I closed my eyes so I wouldn't get distracted. His kiss was so soft and gentle as if he didn't want to frighten me. His other hand reached up and held my head so lightly in his hands so that any moment I could pull away if I wanted to. I didn't want to. (laughs) I kissed him a little harder. His hands tightened on my head. He was a pitcher of water, and I had been stranded in the desert for two years. I drank him in. I invited his tongue to meet mine, and I opened my eyes and found myself looking into his. His kiss turned into a smile. Well, he asked, what do you think? I think we work well together. His arms encircled my waist and held me tightly to him. The kisses were more urgent and demanding. I opened my eyes just a little to look at him again. Wait, do you always kiss with your eyes open? Yeah. I like to see what's going on. (laughs) Take off your clothes. He half-asked and half-demanded. Well, that seems unfair. You should, too. Nope. You first. I paused and began to unbutton my top. He helped me by impatiently pulling it over my head, then watched me wiggle out of my jeans, 
and standing in front of him in bra and panties, I felt exposed but not entirely uncomfortable. He had that way about him. I could tell he enjoyed women's bodies no matter what the shape. (laughs) He undid my bra with a flick of his fingers and tossed it across the yurt. (laughs) He gently pulled my panties down so I could step out of them. (laughs) And I sat down on a bed, hugging a pillow to my chest and said, it's your turn. (laughs) In a minute, he said, leaning over to lay me down on the bed. He moved slowly, running his hand over my body. He stopped to pinch a nipple, then chuckled at his skill as it hardened quickly. He kissed the other, then blew on it, watching it get as hard as the first. I enjoyed this feeling of vulnerability because I was naked and he wasn't. His caresses stopped, and I saw he was finally getting undressed. You know, his body wasn't perfect either. In an instant, he was naked next to me, gathering me in his arms for more kisses. I was wet. (laughs) So ready for him. (laughs) His hand drifted down to see how turned on I was. His fingers explored, and he seemed to be toying with me. They lingered on my clit, lazily tickling. Button, button, who's got the button? (laughs) That always went through my head when a man found my sweet spot. (laughs) He found the magic button. Eyes still closed. I reached up my arms over my head to stretch, and I felt a warm sensation under my arm. You used deodorant. My eyes flew open. Doesn't everybody? God, I was embarrassed he'd even kissed me there. You know, even if it ended there and he lost the groove, it was so wonderful to be touched and explored after so many months of nothing. Except, he wasn't done. (laughs) His lips moved to my breast, down the swell of my stomach. My legs opened, inviting him to move lower. I felt his fingers spread my lips, and when his tongue touched me, (gasps) oh, I was delighted. (laughs) He moved with the precision of a well-skilled lover. I came almost immediately. But he wasn't satisfied with that, though. Soon I began to lose track of, and of, of the orgasms and, he, and begged him to get inside me. He lingered, taking his sweet fucking time. <laughs> it was making me crazy with desire. The rope mattress seemed to be holding up well. It was springy, (laughs) but tricky keeping your limbs from falling through the holes. (laughs) Luckily for me, I was on the bottom, (laughs) leaving Aaron to worry about holding on. Condom in hand, he balanced on the ropes and rolled it on. He started in slow, filling me up and then taking it away. Staying in the neighborhood but not going back in until I whined about his teasing. 
I came again quickly, (laughs) and we both enjoyed the tremors from the aftershocks thrust after thrust. He still hadn't come. He was holding himself back to make sure I was completely satisfied. I thought, this can't be real. What man does this? I tightened my pelvic floor when he entered again. He was surprised that he was not the only skilled one in this yurt. (laughs) We moved together in sync, working toward my goal of making him come. (laughs) He let out a guttural moan and his body froze. I grabbed his hips with my legs and raised mine, sealing us together. (laughs) Ha! At last. I did not feel so selfish now. (laughs) He fell back next to me and stared blankly at the yurt roof. (sighs) I lost count of how many times you came, he said finally, proud of himself. I was glad he didn't see me roll my eyes. (laughs) Where did you learn all that? He didn't seem like a player. I grew up going to Ren Fairs. <laughs> I lost my virginity to an older woman who was a great teacher. I mentally thanked this woman. <laughs> I rolled over to nibble on Aaron's ear, and my elbow got stuck in the rope grid. <laughs> help. He pulled me out and I landed on him, pinning his hands over his head and asked playfully, are you ready for more? (laughs) He got loose, rolling me over under him. He paused, kissed my nose and hopped off the bed to change the music. The sound of Romanian dance music filled the yurt. (laughs) Violins and accordions, accordions and violins. What strange sex music. (laughs) He seemed energized by the frenetic energy of the traditional dance music. Moving in time and counting his thrusts, eight short ones and one long, strong, deep one. This made me gasp every time he did it. His body was slick with sweat and it dripped off of him onto me. His pace was insane, but I didn't want him to stop. He pulled me on top where I could control the pace. Our bodies slid against each other, wet from passion and sweat. He let out a big sigh at the same time I was about to come. I rocked on him, trying to keep him inside me while my muscles tightened, pushing him out. We collapsed together, feeling pretty damn good. (laughs) The rope mattress performed much better than either one of us could have imagined. Thank you. I confess, dude, porn makes double penetration look easy. I have to say that taking the dick in the ass and the pussy at the same time requires skill. I would imagine so, bitch. Kudos. Hats off to you.
<laughs> I confess, I'm in a lesbian relationship, but I want to finally have sex with a boy. You might I'm have sure to have a conversation with your partner. <laughs> I confess, Bumble made my dream come true. I pegged the Trump supporter. Oh, yeah. Hats off to you as well. <laughs> See, pegging Israel. Bebo's Confessions is recorded in front of a live audience at the North Door in Austin, Texas. To support the show, consider purchasing an I Confess t-shirt, code or journal, all available at bebpostconfessions.com. Follow Bebpost Confessions on Instagram and Facebook for more audience confessions and for all up-to-date information on our live performances. Bebpost Confessions is produced by myself, Sadie Smythe, and Miranda Wiley. Our podcast production team is Mariah Gossett, Mike Moody, and Permanent Record Studios. Also, help us grow the podcast by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and tell us what you like about the show. Until next time, keep confessing. <laughs>